Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today on the podcast, we're talking about a topic that I think is going to be really important, uh, which is walking alongside people in crisis. You know, on the podcast, we often talk about just kind of concepts, and we can sometimes make things simple and clean, and we can say, when you have this conversation, everything's fixed. But then you get in your life group, you get in your D group, and it gets messy quick because we're dealing with people. And we all know, especially through 2020, man, life can come at you fast, crisis can hit, and things can get really difficult. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And so Julie, we have a special guest with us today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the topic, why it's important, and then who's joining us today? Yeah, I'm really excited about dealing or talking through this because it is something that we all struggle with as group leaders. And um, we feel ill-equipped to do it as we Mm. talk about people who walk through crisis. And not always do we have someone there, but boy, when we do, we need help knowing how to deal with that. So today we've got with us Russell Irwin. Russell is our care pastor at Long Hollow. And we're excited, Russell to have you welcome and we're looking good to be here (laughs) to uh, you sharing with us i want to just i'm probably i just want to say i'm probably the most excited about this no you're not i am okay Okay. i think we'll we'll say that julie and i may be more (laughs) excited than our group leaders to have you here yes because we're excited to know the answers to these absolutely usually we have a script with questions and answers today we just have questions that's right because (laughs) we don't have answers and we're trusting that you have them russell so this is going to be a counseling session there you go that's That's right yes exactly no pressure Sure, but we're expecting you to help us no longer feel ill-equipped. That's by the right. End of this, right? That's, good. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to start, Russell, and ask you, how would you define a crisis, and what are some signs of people who are in the middle of one? Well, that old saying that every one of us is either just coming out of a crisis or we're about to go into one or yeah. we've been through one, mm-hmm. that is really true. And so I don't think it's something we should be afraid of. And really, when I mean, we're all going to face crisis, and I think crisis point is when it affects our daily life, mm. when emotionally we're not able to pray, when emotionally when we read the Bible, we're so distraught that it's not, you know, the Holy Spirit's like in a cloud, and we're not right. sensing the Spirit. And so when when we get to those points in our lives because of something that's happened or We've been triggered about some old feelings or any of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It stops our daily routine or function. Right. I think that would be a crisis. Yeah. It's kind of like whenever we're no longer in control of our emotions, our situation, but really it, it, it's in control of us. We're exactly. kinda, we've moved from kind of having it under control to being a victim of it. It's just kind of overtaking us. That's yes. that's what you would say is probably that crisis point. Yes. And so what do you, so, and, and what are some of those, you know, again, I can feel that a lot of that's internal. What about for our group leaders as they're thinking about their group members, what are maybe some of those signs when they can say, Ooh, I think they've, they've hit that crisis point. I think for group leaders, you know, there's that transparency that we are working to develop in right. all of our groups, uh, where there's that connection with folks and out of that transparency and that vulnerability, we begin to see when someone's not responding like they normally would, right. they've become a little more withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, at times when you're thinking, okay, why isn't Vic 
speaking up here because he loves this topic. This is normally yeah. one of the topics yeah. he's invested in. He usually in. talks too much All anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or on the other hand, they so they're withdrawn or um, they take over the group. Mm. Uh, they want to take over the group. That's they just want to talk. They need to they need to get this off their chest, and they just yeah. talk and talk and talk and talk. So, really, either one of those extremes, right. I think, identify to us there's something going on mm. in their life. That's good. That's really good. What about so? Let's let's kind of play a scenario here. I'll give you two scenarios. The first is what happens if I'm a group leader, so life group leader, D group leader. And one of my group members, they come to me and they just kind of share, hey, I, I'm really not a good place. They share about the crisis. They share that, man, they, they have enough awareness to know I'm now, the, my emotions have overtaken me and I'm not in control of them. I, I need some help. When that person comes to a group leader, and how do we respond to that? I think the first thing many of us want to do is to get them to somebody who can help. Mm. And that's the thing that I really want us to get better at. I want us to have a heart that if you've ever been in a situation where you talked with someone and helped them negotiate from point A to point B, in fact, you're a counselor. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you've done that with a, in a Christ-centered relationship, then you could see yourself as a biblical counselor. Hmm. So I think the first thing I would say is don't be afraid to walk beside these folks. Mm, that's good. To pull in beside them, get close to them, pull them to the side and say, hey, let's meet for coffee. Yeah. Uh, let's go for a walk together. Hey, could we meet outside of the group? And, yeah. then, and then have the freedom at that point to say, I just feel like the Lord's laid it on my heart. I feel like there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Tell me what, what's happening in your world right now. Yeah. Tell me your story. Yeah. And there's always three stories. There's the story that they're dealing with right now. And then there's the story of your history with them, mm -hmm. of what you know about mm -hmm. them. And then there's the story of their past. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I think for all of us, if we start to think along those three stories to where we just start to say, tell me about what it was like. I, I see where you're at now. Uh, and, I'm, and I've known you, so I know something's not right. Yeah. But tell me what it's been like for the last 10, 12, 15 years. Tell me what it was like growing up. Tell mm. me about, I know something happened with your mom, your dad. Tell me about those relationships. Right. And not be afraid to have those conversations. Yeah, that's really good. So your your first point, I'm going to be honest, that's a pretty intimidating point. But I, but I know our conversations, and it's not as intimidating as it sounds. And so when you talk about, hey, you are a biblical counselor and walk through uh, alongside them, 100% agree with that. Help, you know, and you said, let's start with questions, just get to know them. But what are, what are some other things that people can do as we try to be that biblical counselor, as we try to walk alongside somebody, um, kind of help get our, our leaders think through it and maybe unpack that in a way that, oh, okay, I could do that. Mm -hmm. I think for one, um, to start, we can't take someone through something we haven't done ourselves. Mm. It's hard to lead someone somewhere that I've never been. Right. And so if I'm going to really be a guide, then I need to go think through the where, where we're going, what some issues are. So I need to spend time in the Word. Mm -hmm. There, um, you know, just praying through and asking God for Holy Spirit direction as we think yeah. through these situations and 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 pray over and for these individuals. And then I think there are a ton of resources out there that are easy to read, good, solid. They're not mm -hmm. scholarly works by any means. They're written sure. by men and women who. Um, 
have walked with people right. and taught us and others how to do the same thing. Yeah. So there are some of those kinds of resources out there. And then I think the other thing is that it's important for us to be in touch with our own feelings. Mm. Because before I can be vulnerable enough to walk with you through something, I've got to know how I'm reacting to yeah. it. Yeah. If, if it's making me angry or it's making me super sad, mm. then I've got some of my own baggage to yeah. maybe deal with before I can help this person. Makes me think of like as a parent, you know, like what's the best way to disciple your kids? It's to be a disciple, mm-hmm. you know, like it's that modeling piece is mm-hmm. the foundational piece of all family discipleship. Mm-hmm. Same here. And I think what you're speaking to is, man, we have got to have, there has to be an authenticity and a transparency in our own lives. And it, and from that, uh, uh, you know, the overflow of it is we give where we've received mercy, received grace, where we have a sober view of ourselves. we're able to then extend that to other people as well. Yes. And so anything that you would add to Julie, just in your experience? Well, no, I just was thinking that, that we all feel ill-equipped, you know, but, mm-hmm. but as we, as group leaders uh, begin to think this through Russell, I, I agree wholeheartedly that we all Uh, need to see ourselves as biblical counselors. But I think there comes a time maybe in certain situations, and this probably doesn't even happen often, but that we don't know what to do. (laughs) And and so as a group leader, what would you say when we find them there that we need to to do when we feel like there's no way we can help them? I think, and that's a really good point, and uh, because we may feel like we're hopelessly lost ourselves and have no clue where to go. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the ways that our care team can be effective with group leaders. And um, I really love getting that. I enjoy getting that phone call from a group leader that says, hey, I've got this scenario happening. I need some guidance. Mm -hmm. Can you help me understand maybe some steps to work through this? And I love that call because they're not just handing somebody off to me to say, could you connect them with a counselor? Mm-hmm. Right. They're saying, I've, I want to walk with them through this, yeah. but I need some help. I That's need right. some resources. Yeah. I need some guidance on how to do that. And to know you're not alone yeah. in there, in that process. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a lone duck out here with somebody and I don't know what to do. We have the resources and we want to be a resource in the care team yeah. uh, to be able to support leaders. Now, I, I love I love that. And, we, you know, I think as we've talked, our heart is you as a group leader, you have the relationship with that person and you're called, a, a, you know, maybe you didn't feel like you signed up for some of these things that come at you quick. But, man, you're called like to walk alongside them. And that doesn't mean that you don't have support and help from our care team, but it's not a pass off, as you're saying. It's a, hey, come alongside me as I come alongside them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's huge. And, and I it's think- more of uh, being a friend. To yeah. them. And that comes from those relationships that we've talked right. about. It. That's why we've got to invest in them to get to know them so yeah. that they feel comfortable. I think one of the most important aspects of that is that as we grow in Christ and our understanding of who we are in Christ, mm-hmm. we ought to have the freedom, I hope we develop the freedom, to share our own story. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I think of my ministry, and uh, as Darlene and I have worked through the last 20 years of ministry, really our story Mm. has been probably the most effective tool that we've had Mm -hmm. to help other couples. Mm. And so as a group leader, don't be afraid 
to share your own story. Because if if I'm in your group and I think you're high, holy, always right, Right. everything's good in your world, you've never had a struggle. Perfect. I'm not going to trust you to walk along beside me in my pain. No, that's really good. I think it, and and I want to kind of highlight that and maybe a a couple other things because what you're hearing us say is hey we want you to be a biblical counselor to walk alongside them we're here to help but like you're in the trenches with them that's kind of overwhelming especially Mm -hmm. when we think of some of these issues these may be broken marriages adultery it may be um, depression anxiety it may be mental health there's some really heavy stuff that we just quickly get overwhelmed by and, uh, and I think one of the things you said is, man, lead with transparency and relate to them. Uh, I, another one I would really say is, man, just the power of presence. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 I think about with Sophie uh, and I, whenever she's hurting, every guy, right, we want to fix it. And I think we can take that mentality in as a group leader and think that when they share their problems with us or their issues or the crisis, they are expecting us to help get them out of it. Yeah. And I don't think they're expecting you to get help get them out of the crisis. I think they're asking you to step into it mm-hmm. with them. And I think that's the piece where we're just saying, man, I'm going to be here with you. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. I don't really know the next step for mm-hmm. you, but I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and right then and there, people feel alone and isolated in crisis. And when you do that, you say, hey, I'm with you. You're not alone. And I don't know the answer to that but I'm going to help you figure it out and we're going to do it together. I think that power of presence is, is something. So that's the thing is it, you, maybe you don't feel equipped. You don't feel trained. Everybody can be present. Yeah. And, and, and if that's all you do, you're an amazing friend and you're an amazing group leader. And yeah. so start there. You, everybody can do that. Yeah. And we use the word crisis and I think it would be helpful to say, okay, there's some crisis that there, there are levels of crisis. Would oh, you yes. say that? Yeah. Sure. So, so how do you know when? Okay, this is something that we can deal with over time. No, this is urgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. The obvious: if someone's hurt or being hurt, or there's abuse or violence mm-hmm. or neglect or any of those sorts of things and those kinds of things. Um, uh, and I think too, when uh, at times when there has been. Um, a really ugly relationship failure, uh, uh, an affair, um, whatever that might be, there probably needs to be someone who's had a little more training to be able to listen well and to walk through that with couples. Um, and I think the for us, and we, we have some great relationships with some great counselors mm. out there, um, and we've become, as a care team, more into the referral mm. world of trying to help people get connected. Yeah. And I would say to a group leader, that's probably your most important thing. Yeah. When you know it's way be out of your league, mm-hmm. way beyond your pay grade, it still don't leave them alone. Yes, mm-hmm. Because still just having your call, your connection, your uh, presence there with them is huge. And yeah. I, even some of the worst crisis that we've dealt with here in our church family when I think of talking to those folks as they've gone through those or after they've gone through mm-hmm. those, what I hear from them is, man, my life group saved me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My D group guys mm-hmm. came around me. It's not, they don't ever tell me, it's not what they said or exactly what mm-hmm. they did. It yeah. was just, they rescued yeah. me. They were uh, they were my lifeline. So well, I important. think it's almost kind of, what 
what our group members are looking for, what they need from you as a group leader is not a guide that can point them out of it. It just needs a companion. It needs a partner to walk through it. Mm -hmm. And so even when it does get to that point and we look to people like our care team and resources, maybe they're helping guide it, but that still doesn't mean that you don't need your companion, somebody in the trenches with you so that you can take what they're hearing from Russell and their team and, and, and helping them say, man, how'd that go? How can I encourage you? How can I help you take what you're learning there and, and put it into practice? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, hopefully that takes a little bit of this burden off, uh, like, or not burden, but intimidation of, man, I've got to be this counselor. I've got to guide. And you just say, man, I just need to be present. I need to acknowledge their hurt, relate with my own hurt. Mm -hmm. I need to be empathetic to it. And I just need to be, I need to walk alongside them. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that hopefully if you hear that, it's, it's oh, changes everything. Yeah. I could do that, yeah. you know? And, um, and so I want to ask one more question though, before we finish, uh, we gave a, we gave kind of a clean scenario. Person acknowledges their hurt, comes to us says, Hey, I'm dealing with some stuff. And we, and we kind of walked them through that. What do you do though? When you see the crisis, but they don't yet, mm, you see that it's being destructive to them, but they don't have that awareness. I'm I'm ready. That's the question <laughs> that I really want to know personally. And I do think that happens more often than not. hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. And even in my own group in the past, we've had those kind of scenarios and, and those situations. So our tendency in our culture today is if somebody's doing something that we don't connect with, Mm. we withdraw. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of us have been taught all of our lives. If something's not going your way, retreat. Mm. And I think it's, I I think the wise counsel with groups is just the opposite is that as group leader, my group's health is vitally important to me. Mm. Yeah. As the leader, I've got to think not of just this one couple or this one individual who's in crisis, but I've got to realize there it's a system it's mm-hmm. a closed system mm-hmm. and and i don't mean closed in the way nobody else can come in but it's a system that as they're not well the whole group is affected by it so for the group to be well they need to be well mm-hmm. so there are those times when as a group leader we need to pull them us pull them to the side yeah have that hard conversation and just say to them this is not your season. I love Brother Tim always says you, he'd go to somebody. So, well, apparently it's not your season to be in her group. <laughs> but, to, but to pull them aside and say, let's talk because yeah. I, I can see that you're struggling with something. Yeah. So let's, uh, if I'm, I'm that group member, you're that group leader, I'm going through that uh, crisis through it. And it's, it's not to the place where we got to take care team, but it is one that, man, it, I am struggling. I don't need to be out of the group yet, but I do, Hey, there's an issue. I hope you see it in your life is what you're thinking. And so you pull me aside. How does that conversation go? Just what what are a few pointers that you would give? Well, I would say be gender specific mm. there because um and, and that's why i didn't pick julie well <laughs> julie's not the problem in this <laughs> that i can that, that automatically come to mind are in couples groups where the husband or the wife one or the other is just jabbing at the mm-hmm. husband mm-hmm. and it's like wow this is really painful to watch yeah. them do this mm-hmm. and er- and everyone in the group senses it mm-hmm. all right but there's these just ugly undermining jabs mm-hmm. or cuts or those kinds of things. And in that case, I would say if it's the husband that's jabbing the wife, 
me as the male side mm-hmm. of the group, uh, the leadership of the group, I need to get with him one-on-one right? and just say, hey, Steve, what is going on here? Yeah. You know, we've, we've got to talk through this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as God, you know, as men who are trying to be godly men and godly mm-hmm. husbands, you're just, and confront them in yeah. love. Yeah. Um, speak. That's one of the titles of the, one of the books I want to suggest to folks to, you know, if you really want to get some basic training, mm-hmm. basic ideas, David Palson's book, Speaking the Truth in Love. It's mm, good. It's just biblical counsel. Yeah. You know, how to, how to get into the word that's right. so that we're able to counsel based on Jesus teaching, Paul's teaching. Mm-hmm. What does the word say about how mm-hmm. we should relate to each other yeah. or deal with this specific situation? Yeah. I like it. you started with a question, which we've talked about that again, that Ephesians 4, 15, speaking truth in love. There's a way in which we speak truth and there's a way that we call up not call out. And so that is an episode I would recommend going back to listen to. And in that we talk about giving benefit of the doubt, being charitable, uh, asking questions and understanding their intentions, all of that, um, kind of helping them trip over insight Mm. that, Hey man, maybe there is an issue. Mm -hmm. Another thing I would add is when you see that crisis in somebody, don't define it, but describe it. And what I mean by that is don't go up to somebody and say, Hey, you have depression hey, you have anxiety, but instead come along outside them and say, man, have you had some depressive thoughts recently? Are you are you struggling with more anxiety than normal? You're describing it a little bit more, and that just kind of unloads the terms. And, and, and when you describe it, people say, yeah, yeah, that, that does describe me. But when you define something, it, it comes with their vision of what that is. And they may think, man, depression is something that you've got to go to get treatment for or counseling for, and, it, and they immediately rule it out. But when you take out those trigger words, it allows them to be more receptive to it. Oh, yeah. And there's so many helps just by getting into the word. You mentioned Ephesians 4. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, hit the high spots of that that one Ephesians 4 and 5, yeah. um, uh, one biblical counselor writ, had written, if you only had three books, if you had Ephesians, the Gospel of Luke, mm. and the Psalms, mm. that's all you need to be a counselor. Mm. Wow, and if you look at all of the angst that David talks about, the hurt, the depression, the joy, the all of the feelings that David talks about in the Psalms, mm-hmm. um, uh, in Ephesians 4 and 5, you it just in four, you know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Your anger speaks to being angry with each other. Yeah. And how Satan will use that as a foothold. Be later on in the chapter, be kind and compassionate to mm. one another. Forgiving one another is Christ uh, as God in Christ has forgiven you. So yeah. anger, forgiveness, uh, rebuilding trust, uh, which then you get into walking in the spirit in, in Ephesians five and what it looks like to be in relationship, godly yeah. relationship. So yeah. there's so much help and so much teaching in mm. scripture yeah. specific to relationships that if we don't get in the word and get ready and pray prayerfully study the word, uh, we may be ill-equipped. Yeah, I mean, there's, really there's where equipment comes from. Yeah, it's the heart of God speaking yeah. through us to yeah. someone that we're in relationship with. Yeah, and it good. takes us off the hook too because it it's does. not us speaking. It's yeah. the Word of God, and the Word of God is living and active. That's right. Speaking That's truth. Good. That's right. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned you said speaking truth and love is one book suggestion. Any others? We as we close out. Okay, so. Um, if you're really just looking for the primer, I think a lot of our staff have gone through this book, but um, 
Pete Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Mm, yeah, that is good. There's Emotionally Healthy Women. There's Emotionally Healthy Leader. Uh, those guys have given us, who have the heart to be helping people, have given us uh, great tools in, mm. in their work. And then David Palson was one of the key writers for the whole biblical counseling movement uh, of late. I uh, mentioned his one book, Speaking Truth in Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tremendous book. And then the other one is Seeing with New Eyes. Nice. Uh, uh, seeing with New Eyes. And what he's doing there is teaching us how, in that book, teaching us how to take a situation that we find ourselves in that's stressful or a trial or a crisis and get into the scripture to find help. That's good. And so we'll put all of those links in the show notes. And I want to finish with this. Today, we're talking about how to walk alongside people in crisis. And we've talked about it from the angle of you as a group leader to your group members. But maybe as you're listening today, Mm -hmm. you relate more with the group member that needs help, that needs somebody to walk alongside them, that needs a guide. Maybe you look and say, man, I'm in the crisis. Mm -hmm. If that's you, we want you to know that you're not alone in it. We want to walk alongside you as Long Hollow staff. And so Julie and her group's team, they, they want to come alongside you, Russell and the care team. And so please reach out to us. We would love to help. We don't want you to walk through this alone. We want to give you the support and the encouragement you need. Yes. Um, and as you have that alongside you, it's going to allow you to do that with your group members as well. And so if that's you, please reach out to us um, and let us know how we can be praying for you, encouraging you along the way. Next week, we continue in a, a similar theme. I'm really excited about this topic. Actually, Julie and I were talking today, and we said, "Ooh, I need that answer this week. Can we go ahead and... um, And so when an individual needs more than the group can give, there's times when crisis overtakes individuals, and the life group or the D group environment, as good as it is, isn't sufficient, isn't the best place for someone. What do we do? How do we know when that is? And then how do we help them get the right environment for them? And so that comes with some difficult conversations. And Russell, we're expecting you have all the answers next week. (laughs) So Russell will be back with us. We look forward to talking about that more next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you are a Long Hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.